Join the person's hand next to you. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify you. Thank you for what you're about to do in this building. Thank you for the power of deliverance. Thank you for the new mindset that you're getting ready to give us. I know the words that you've given me are from you. And these words are going to change the lives of those that are listening. We praise you, God, for liberation. Praise you for joy and suffering. Praise you for deliverance and suffering. And we give you the praise and glory and honor in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. We honor the Lord for the water baptism in his name. Thank God for the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongue as the Spirit of God give utterance and for abiding steadfast in the apostles' doctrine. For the light of thank God for our board of bishop, our presiding bishop, our senior bishop, all of the other bishops on the board. And we also honor the Lord tonight and praise him and uh, we glorify him for all of the ministers of the gospel Amen, that are here, that have been here faithfully, all of the elders, and then we thank God for Sister Cowan in her absence. I'm going to call your attention, amen, to the book of Hebrews 5 and 8. I'll be teaching and preaching to you from this message, graduating from the school of suffering, graduating from the school of suffering. Uh, I think you should know part of being saved is suffering. We talk about the water baptism in Jesus' name, the Holy Ghost, but they went into speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God give utterance. And we talk about all of the things that are a part of being saved, but we don't tell people that an essential part of salvation is suffering. And people don't believe that they're supposed to do that. Second Timothy 3, before I go there, Second Timothy 3, and 12, when you get to say amen, yay, and he starts off yay, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Everybody that is living godly is going to suffer. And yet, we don't include that as a part of our salvation. In fact, sometimes when we see it, we run from it. And all of us have been given in our life some set of circumstances that we're going through that is uniquely a suffering period from, for us. For some, it may be a person who is dealing with an evil spouse, an evil boss, 
To some it could be persecution for your stand of salvation. For some pastor it could be a disgruntled congregation. For some single person who's suffering in their flesh who has not gotten married yet but you're fighting in your flesh. And for some person it may be a family member but all of us have our selective thing that we are going to have to suffer. And whatever God chooses for you to suffer in, listen to me well, regardless of what it is, whatever it is, you must know that there is something God specifically wants you to learn about him and about you and whatever you're going through. And until you learn that and learn how to deal with that and maintain a certain type of demeanor, you will stay in that suffering. If you're suffering and you want to get out of it, learn how to take it with patience and don't let it affect you because God's got you there until you can learn. It ain't moving until you can learn how to deal with it and maintain a certain composure. People want to get out of what they're going through, but they want to get out without learning the lesson. Hebrews 5 and 8 says, and see, this is the thing about God. Nobody can teach God anything. But there are some things that when God got in the flesh, he learned. God knows everything, but then there's some things God doesn't know by experience. God doesn't know what it is to get sleepy. God doesn't know what it is to get hungry. And he definitely don't know what it is to suffer because who's going to make him suffer? So in order to learn, certain things that God couldn't learn by experience because who going to put God through something? He can't learn about death because he can't die. And God wanted a personal experience of suffering. And there's a difference between hearing somebody suffer but actually suffering. In fact, hallelujah, he was untouchable. I want y'all to pray here a little while. Go to Hebrews chapter 5 and 8. Though he were a son, 5 and 8, yet learn he. Wait. Yet learn he obedience. See, God don't know nothing about obedience because he's never had to be obedient to anybody. But when he became flesh, he learned, had to learn to obey a mother. And to find how difficult it is to obey somebody else. Because he found himself straying away from Mary and Joseph. And said, don't you know I must be about my father's business. And learning these things changed the whole system from kill everybody to have mercy. 
He had no mercy because he didn't understand us though he made us and created us. He didn't understand us. He doesn't know what it is to be tempted because God cannot be tempted. Neither tempt he any man but the flesh. Then was Jesus led up in the spirit to be tempted. So for the first time, God now experienced in the flesh what temptation is, what he couldn't experience in the spirit. I'm so glad he got in what I was in. Because had he not got in what I was in, he'd kill everybody. And you with your sanctimonious look, you'd have been dead too. Because there would have been no grace and no mercy but once he got here and saw how difficult it was for us to live this life, whew, glory to God. Then instead of stoning the woman in adultery, he set her free. Instead of hanging us, he said, you know what? Y'all are in a bad condition. I'll die for you. <laughs> Somebody deserved to die and I know I got the law set that somebody would die. But after I done lived in this, I don't think I'm going to kill you. I think I'll die and take away the penalty because I understood it's been difficult for you. Somebody say hallelujah. Give me Hebrews chapter 4. Y'all with me here? Hebrews 4. And 15, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Say he was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. And in the Old Testament, you could not go before the throne of grace. Only a selective group, only the high priest. And anybody else that will come before the throne of grace will be killed. But he said, now that he's been tempted at all points, let us, not the high priest alone, but let us come boldly before the throne of grace, not because you're good, not because you're covered, but come to get some mercy. Because now the one that's sitting on the throne also has been in your condition. So I know both sides. So now when you used to come, I was only on one side and I'll kill you. But now when you come, I understand. And now it's called the throne of mercy. Somebody say hallelujah. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 5 and 8 says he learned obedience by the things he suffered. Can I tell you something? There are some things that you will not learn about God from me reading the Bible. In fact, there are some things about holiness as much as I teach them. You're not going to learn how to obey them. I have taught in this church for years and years and people have still failed God and messed up on God with all of the Bible study that I have, and that come from the pulpit to the bottom. With all of the teaching, and I don't care what preacher is, what pastor is, you can teach as much as you want. People still going to do what they want to do. But if God lets you suffer suddenly in what you're doing, now I can teach on homosexuality, and you still do your homosexuality thing, but go out there and get some disease. 
What you suffer make you put it in there and zip it up. What I preached didn't do it. But what you suffered will make you straighten up. You could, you could tell people, uh, 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 stop on this income tax fraud. Don't do that no more. But let them get caught and get 10 years for claiming somebody else's child. You watch, I don't have to teach no more to them about that should not steal. Because that prison sentence that you suffered, that's going to change your behavior. And some of y'all don't know what God is doing, but God putting you in some stuff to teach you. Because some of y'all are proud, high-minded, and so sometimes the condition that God puts you in is to God teach you about yourself to change some of your ways. But sometimes instead of us changing our ways, we're retarded like we're on a slow bus and we, we, we still ain't learned. God's stripping you and you still bigoted. God's stripping you and you still high. God's stripping you and you still proud. If I had been through some of the sicknesses some of y'all been through, you wouldn't have to tell me to not do certain things. You put your mouth on people that are anointed and, and, and men and men of God and put your mouth on them and God stripped you with something, you still gonna go back and do it again? See, he learned obedience by the things he suffered. Sometimes the lesson that God want to teach us, he can't get it through Bible study. But some of y'all, God teaching you in your body. And you still ain't getting it. And guess what? When you go through a class and don't pass it, guess what? You got to take it over again. And some of y'all keep on going through the same class. Some of y'all say, I, you know, ever since I've been saved, look like I'm going through the same thing. How long is this test going to last until you pass it? God don't do you like you want them to do your children and push them up anyway. God said, you're going to pass this. And until you can go through a slap and turn the other cheek, you're going to keep getting slapped. Until you can humble yourself and take something and still treat the people that treated you bad good, you, you're going through it. Because I told you to be good to them that hate you. Pray for them that despitefully use you. And if you ain't got that yet, you're going to always have the same problem until you learn it. You ain't getting away from this. There are some good things that happen to us that are learning experience, but they hurt. What is an affliction? Affliction is pain. Affliction is hurt. But David said in the book of Psalm 119 and 71, Hallelujah. It was good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn the statutes of God. I couldn't learn until I was afflicted. If you're like me, I'm one of those kids that I sit down and play and play and play and play and play and mama tell me to do my work and I wouldn't do it and I wouldn't do it and I wouldn't do it and just sit there and sit there and sit there and sit there. And I like like I couldn't get it. And she knew when I was playing and just playing dumb and didn't want to get it. And you know what? All of a sudden, all of that lesson that I didn't know and couldn't get, she pulled out something and hit me with it. 
All of a sudden, I got it. I didn't need no more tutoring. I didn't need no more teaching. When that, when, when that, when that belt went across my back, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 2 plus 2 is 4. Everything came to me. Some of y'all act kind of slow in the church. Like you don't know what holiness is, you don't know what this is, you know what this is. But then buy some of them clothes and you get an itch that you can't take off. Well, nobody has to teach you how to, how to dress anymore. I, don't put, I, 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 I had one lady, she's going to try to do some of that stuff against what the, the, the Lord's words say. And man, she started breaking out and breaking out and breaking out and stuff breaking out everywhere. That wasn't nothing but God talking to her. Some of y'all know some stuff going on with y'all now. Some of y'all in your bodies right now, there's some stuff going on. Stuff, all kind of stuff happening in, in you. Perhaps this is God trying to teach you. So while you through that, and you're going through it, God, are you trying to teach me something? I, am, am, I, am I getting it? Amen. One of the greatest teachers about suffering is Peter. And Peter is a great witness about suffering because Peter didn't want to go through nothing. Matter of fact, Peter is the disciples that the Lord had to look at in the book of Matthew chapter 16 and 20 about after he had gotten the revelation of the kingdom, he didn't want the revelation of suffering. He received the revelation of the kingdom of God but didn't want the revelation of suffering and God is trying to teach him about suffering and, and Peter says, you, Peter played out told Jesus, you ain't going to no cross Ain't nobody going to kill you and you ain't getting no whipping. That ain't happening. Not on my watch. It ain't happening. He is against suffering. Against Jesus' suffering. First uh, Matthew chapter 16 and 19. And I will give thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven whatsoever that I bind on earth, I bind in heaven whatsoever that I loose on earth, I loose in heaven. Then charge his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus Christ. From that time forth began Jesus to show his disciples how that he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and the chief priests and strives and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto you. Jesus tell Peter, I'm going to suffer. And Peter said, No, you're not. Because I tell you, the minute they come and try to crucify you, I'm going to get them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of it. And Jesus looked at Peter and told him, That's the devil. That's the devil. You mean it's the devil because... I'm trying to get you to escape suffering. Sometimes it's the devil that's trying to get you out of the trial because he knows there's so much that you're going to learn and what you're going through that you're going to be a powerful element against the kingdom of hell. Getting out is not always God's plan. And you need to know the difference between things God wants you to stay in and God wants you to get out of. God didn't want the Hebrew boys out of the fire. He didn't want Daniel out of the lion den. And he may not want you out of what you're going through. He may want you to suffer because there's something for you to learn. You would never know God is a healer unless you get real sick. 
You will never know that God is a way maker until you get to the point that you can't pay your bills, but God take care of you. In fact, there are some of you that have learned something about God since you've been laid off, since you hadn't had a job, but you never went hungry. One thing you can say, you don't have to say, David said I've been young, and now you can say I've been young and I've old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken. But you only get that by suffering. Anybody here that has been through something or going through something, can you praise God right now for whatever it is? Come on here now. Come on, everybody. Praise God. Oh, come on. Don't you get deep around here. Praise God for what you've been through, for what you're going through. Put your hand together and praise him. In John 18 and 10, Peter, true to his word, they came to get Jesus. And when they came to get Jesus in, in, in Matthew 18 and 10, it said, Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and smote the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear, that the servant's name was Malchus. Now, he, uh, 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 Peter, he was going for the head or the neck. He just got the ear. But he meant what he said when he told Jesus, you're not going to suffer. Hallelujah. And he didn't intend for Jesus to suffer. I think Peter was hurt that the Lord wouldn't let him cut the man's ear off because, uh, cut his head off because Peter understood that he was next. Once they got Jesus, they were going to get all of his disciples. And Peter writes, about suffering more than anybody because all the other apostles, go to the book of Matthew chapter 26. The other apostles didn't actually see Jesus beat. They didn't actually see him crucified. Anything you hear about the crucifixion of Jesus from the apostles, it is from what Peter told them because Peter stood around and watched Jesus suffer from afar off. Get Matthew chapter 26. Y'all bear with me. 26 and 56. But all of this, this was done that the scriptures of the prophets may be fulfilled. Then all his disciples forsook him and fled. Verse 8, verse 8. But Peter followed him afar off under the high priest's path. So all the other disciples fled. But Peter stayed around. So he, saw, he actually saw Jesus getting beat. He actually saw Peter, Jesus getting whipped. So when Peter writes, he writes differently than the others. So when you look at 1 Peter chapter 5 and 1, the elders which are among you I exalt, who am also an elder and a witness, and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also partakers of the glory that shall be revealed. He said, I'm a witness, listen to me, of the suffering of Christ. I actually watched him suffer. Y'all didn't see this, but I watched it. And so Peter constantly is talking about suffering. He's constantly talking about suffering. And many people didn't really believe that Jesus died and suffered and bled. I'll talk about that. But Peter often tells the church, 1 Peter chapter 1 and 10, 
And that's the reason why 1 Peter 1 and 10 of the salvation that the prophets inquired and searched diligently who prophets out of grace that should come unto you searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ which was in them did signify when it testified of the suffering of Christ and the glory that should follow. So Peter is telling them about the suffering. Amen. And then Peter continues to tell them about his suffering in verse 6 and uh, in, uh, in, in, in verse Second uh, Peter, First uh, Peter 2 and 12, follow me please. Having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, whereas they speak against you as an evildoer, that they may uh, by your good works, which uh, shall, uh, they shall behold, uh, behold glorify God in the day of your visitation. Amen. Peter continues to talk about suffering. Amen. Verse four, uh, uh, 15. For so is the will of God that with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free and not your, uh, yourself liberty for a cloak of maliciousness but as the servant of God. Honor all men. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. Servants, be, a, or, uh, be subject to your masters uh, with all fear with, uh, not only to the good and gentle but also to the forward. For this is thankworthy if any man for country's sake towards God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. Why does Peter keep talking about suffering wrongfully? Because Peter, listen, he watched Jesus suffer for nothing. And he's writing to, to the church and said, I want you all to go through the same thing. For Verse 20, for what glory is it if when ye are buffeted for your fault ye shall take it patiently. But if when ye do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. Peter says to them, if you are suffering and you know you're doing the right thing, and you, this is acceptable to God, we don't believe that we ought to be doing right and people do us wrong and that's the part of the will of God. But he says, listen to that again. For what glory is it if when ye buffet it for your fault, ye shall take it patiently? But if when ye do well and suffer for it, that ye take it, this is acceptable with God. Everything that you're going through, you may not be able to justify or get yourself out. There are going to be some people that do you wrong. And God ain't going to do nothing to them. He's going to let you let them do you wrong for a season. He said, this is acceptable. We can't get that mentality. We think everything ought to be fair. Everything ought to be right. Everything ought to go our way. Nobody is supposed to treat us bad and get by with it. Nobody is supposed to treat us. Every, everything that somebody do, we got to open our mouth and fight and take care. He said, that's not always the will of God. It is the will of God sometimes for you to go through something and you're not, you're not wrong. Wait a minute. This has been all through the Bible. Meshach and Abednego were thrown in for Rome. Daniel and the lion in for Rome. No reason, but they went through it. And until you got the mindset that you are going to go through something on your job, in your family, with people, in the church, and it may be the will of God for you to go through it. 
which humbles some of you macho men that want to quit and beat everybody up on the job every time something don't go right. He may want you to sit there and take it. Not always have to defend yourself. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Wait a minute, but who is this talking now? Who's talking this conversation? You got to remember the change of heart and the change of mind. This is the one that told Jesus, you'll never do this. This is the one who cut somebody ear off. But once he saw the suffering of Jesus, once he saw what he went through, he said, how dare me expect a perfect man go through something and I can't go through nothing? Who did any wrong? Who did no wrong? You complain about your little issues and your little mistreatment and, and some of that stuff you deserve. But here is somebody that healed the sick, went about raising the dead, healing folk, and his end result was to put him on a cross and crucify him. But he didn't act. He, and then you don't have the power to do certain things. You got to take some stuff. But he didn't have to take none of that. He had made the world and could have came down, but he suffered. You got to take some of the stuff you got to take because you got to feed your family. You got to take some of the stuff you take because you ain't got nowhere to stay. But Jesus didn't have to take none of that. But he humbled himself. Some of you need to learn humility. That's what God's trying to teach you. He's trying to teach you how to go through something. How to just shut your mouth and leave it in the hands of God. Sometimes that's what God's trying to teach you. But you're too flip at the mouth. Too flip at the mouth on the job. Go through something. I wish y'all was here. You can't quit every job because they ain't doing you right. And you, 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 you see, look like the same spirit follow you everywhere. You get one job, they do you the same way. Another job, they do the same And you're going to always keep quitting and quitting and quitting because what God's trying to show you, I don't care where you go, you go into the same classroom. You can move from Amazon to Walmart and from Walmart to Kmart or whatever mall. That same test going to be there because I'm trying to teach you something. You can put up with, it with your mama and the same spirit going to be on your daddy and the same one going to be on your husband and the same one going to be on your children because I'm going to make sure that you get this thing that I'm trying to teach you. I'm trying to teach you to hold your peace and let me fight your battle. And until you shut your mouth and let me fight it, you're going to go through it. Shantala Messiah. Verse 21, for even hereunto when were, we, were ye called, this is what you was called for. Oh, you're talking about called to preach and called to this and called to do that. You were called to suffer. All that live godly shall suffer. If I want to know when is the last time you suffered something. When is the last time you went through something. When the last time you've been lied on and you just shut your mouth and take it. When the last time you've been persecuted. When the last time a boss done you wrong and you went in and showed him the, the, the love of God. 
Saints don't like to talk about stuff like this. But everybody, if you ain't suffering, you must be ain't living it. Because all that live God, they're going to suffer something. For even here where you call, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us example that we should follow his steps. Uh-oh. He didn't suffer just to die and get off the ground. He suffered for you to watch him. And that's what Peter said. I watched him. Now that I watched him, hallelujah, I got it. Peter, you going to cut anybody off? No. But now when Peter get ready to go to jail, he didn't do like everybody else. He didn't even sing or pray. When he get ready to go to jail, he said, well, if this is my fate, I'll take it. He went to jail and went to sleep. He went in prison, crossed his legs, and went to sleep. In fact, even when Peter got ready to die, Peter said, I'm not worthy to die like this. Turn me upside down. Don't crucify me the way he died. Verse 22, who did no sin, neither was God found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judged righteously. So when he was reviled, he didn't revile. When he suffered, he said he committed himself to say, Lord, they're not fair, but you are. Well, I believe vengeance is God's. I believe vengeance is God. You can't get them back. You don't have the power to get them back, but God does. The saints used to saying, victory, victory shall be mine if there's a condition to it. Ain't got no victory you running your mouth and going all on Facebook shooting birds and all that kind of stuff. Victory shall be mine if, y'all ain't saying nothing here, I hold my peace. And I'm not talking about your piece of weapon either. And let the Lord fight my battle. Just shut up and back up. I now some of y'all got it, and some of y'all have it, and y'all, and it's an embarrassment to you. I wouldn't go somewhere with Sister Coward and a man come to jump on us, and she get out and she take off her coat and say, "I got it." That's an insult to me. Some of you weak men, that's all right. Got your wife sleeping by the door. She walking in front of you. There comes a time you don't walk holding hands. You walk in front of her when you see danger coming. And it's an insult to God for people to be doing stuff to you and you stand up before God like you're going to handle it. I thought you got a God on your side. I thought you got a savior and you gonna handle it and God said all right with your bad self you handle it you supposed to have me now why are you getting in front of things like you the big boss some of y'all getting in front of God like you God if he's God let him handle it every now and then when Israel got in such he said I'm your man stand still and 
see the salvation of the Lord. Let me flex my muscles. Don't, don't you get in front of me, Israel. I'll get in front of you. And he got in front of them as a pillar of cloud in the day and a pillar of fire in the night. One of the reasons God can't be your God because some of y'all too much, yo. That's why some men can't be men because some of y'all women, you step up. If you paying the bills and you taking all the responsibility, then he want to sit down in the lazy boy somewhere and put his feet up. Amen. Amen. When he gets up and you let him be the man, then he can be the man. And God said, no, somebody said, well, is that true? He said, if God be God, let him be God. You haven't let him be God because you're too busy trying to fight your own battle. But step back. Step back. God will slap the devil like Will Smith slapped that boy. You mess with God's bride. My God, God a jab slap you. Ice Pharaoh will he jab slap you. He slapped Pharaoh and the whole army. Say, don't you bother my bride. I need somebody that's suffering and going through something. Just keep on crying. Just keep on mourning. Just keep on, keep on letting them talk about you. Keep on letting them abuse you. God will step in. See, the word had got out. Shanta Masaya. Let me get this. I'm gonna go further. But see, what 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 a man wants a woman to do when he's in there and and somebody done approach her and disrespectful. She wanna she want she want uh, he wants to fight. And she sit on the sideline and hold his coat and say, get him, baby. He shouldn't have never messed with me. Knock him out, baby, on the sideline. And God said, all I want you to do is a sideline. You praise me and say, you can handle it, God. You can fix it, God. Paul and Silas didn't try to open no jail. They just praised God. And he opened the jail. They, they didn't get no key. They didn't take no bands off. And I declare, if some of y'all stop trying to open your jail and unlock yourself and just praise God, the bands will fall off. If I can, can I get somebody here in the building that need God to do something and you're going through, look like they putting you through. They putting you through on the left. They putting you through on the right. Mama putting you through. Daddy putting you through. I wish I had somebody just to stand up in the building right now and just praise God and give God the glory and watch God move. Watch him move on that abuser. Watch him move on that liar. Watch him move. Shantabashaya. I was preaching on the radio and I had eight women from Polk County got on the radio station. They got on the radio station that I was paying. I was the biggest, the church was the biggest paying client that they had. And eight women and one Muslim group went to the radio owner and told him, because I was preaching against women pastors, and I still do. And they went and said, get him off the air, 
Either he go off or we go off. And he came to me and told me I couldn't preach against women pastors or Muslims no more. I said, I'm paying my money and I preach what I want. And you didn't call me to preach. Now I said, I'm not going to pay you and you tell me what to say. And he said, well, you're going to have to get off. I said, well, I got some more minutes on and I'm going to use the rest of my minutes. And boy, I preached against Muslims and women pastors until that last, until the last minute. And I told them in that last broadcast, I said, now you women done come up against me? I said, God's going to kill your children with death. I read Revelations chapter 2. I didn't have to do anything. But then a few weeks of time, one of those women had an accident, lost about three or four of her children at one time. She repented on her deathbed. The Lord humbled her, and I had to do the eulogy. She said, the Lord told her, said, you can't have nobody do it but him. You let God fight your battle. And I did whatever it was required to love her and reach out to her because that was what was required. But God fought the battle. God told me to tell you there's some of you been in some long battles. But he said, if you'll sit back this year and praise him and let him handle it, he'll fight it for you. You see, you're going to disqualify yourself because we don't need two people in the ring at the same time. You got to learn how to tag God. And when you tag God, you get out the ring and let him stay in the ring. The problem is, when you step in, God step out. But if you'll stay out the ring and just praise him. Hallelujah. He wants you to get off the field and get in the chilling box. Amen. Praise the Lord. Because you don't know how to handle what you're handling. You don't know how to fight no devil. You don't know how to fight no battle. I wish somebody here right now would just praise God. And when you praise God, you're telling God, you got it. You got it. I Put your fist down and clap your hand. Put your middle finger down and wave your hand. You don't have to fight with your hand. Praise with your hand. Praise with your feet. And the Lord will take care. Can I get somebody today just to praise God and let God fight that battle? I'm going to get out your way. Peter could preach about the resurrection like no other. Paul could only preach about what he saw in visions because he wasn't dead when he crucified. The other 10, Judas was dead, and the other 10, they ran so they didn't get to see it. But they told a lie. 
so that the people wouldn't think that Jesus had rose, that they paid men to lie. Go to Matthew 28. Go to Matthew 28. And 11. See, the Pharisees and the priests and the elders took some money and paid the soldiers, say, tell them Jesus didn't get up. Matthew 28, 11. Now when they were going, behold, some of the watch came in the city and showed unto the chief priests all the things that were done. And when they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel, they gave large monies unto the soldiers, saying, Say ye, his disciples came by night and stole him away and, and while we slept. And if this come to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and secure you. So they took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. So the reason a lot of Jews don't believe that Jesus rose from the dead because the soldiers that were there were paid to tell a lie. But Peter understands God, Jesus' death in the flesh like nobody else. Then they told a lie and said that it was somebody that looked like Jesus. It wasn't Jesus, but somebody looked like him. And they said one of the disciples looked like Jesus, and some of them looked like Jesus so much until Judas had to point out who he was, so there was a lookalike. Hallelujah. One of Jesus' brothers, some say, and it wasn't really Jesus. But Peter said, no, I was a witness of the suffering. And this is why I believe that you ought to suffer. Because I saw him pierced. And I saw the throne on his head. I saw a body tore up like no other body could be tore up. I saw wounds. And there is no way possible that somebody can go through all of that and appear to us and get up. In fact, Thomas, one of Jesus' own disciples, they didn't believe it. Because nobody can go through that and come out alive. And Thomas said, I heard y'all say that he got up, but I won't believe it until you bring him and let me put my hand in there and feel it for myself. What Peter experienced was the most traumatic death that anybody could ever take the most dramatic beating that anybody could ever take and he saw Jesus come out of it and Peter had a testimony you can go through and God will bring you out because I saw the worst of the worst and so Peter said go ahead I don't mind suffering because I saw him go through so much and he come out of it somebody ought to say hallelujah can you put your hand together and give God a praise And when Peter preaches, he lets them know it was not another body. He said that same Jesus, the same one. Why does he use the word same? I'm going to disclaim anybody that said it wasn't him. That same Jesus whom ye've crucified, 
God had made him both Lord and Christ. And what I'm saying to you, that same person that suffered, that same person that went through, that same person that died was the same person that got up. And what God is trying to show you, if you suffer with him, you're going to reign with him. Amen. If you go through something, you go through something and you suffer through it, God's going to raise you up out of it. You can't suffer and God not bring you up. You can't be done wrong and bad and at the end you not end up with the victory. Amen. If you don't believe that, you can ask Joseph, treated bad by all 11 of his brothers, thrown in the pit, accused by part of his wife, forgotten about in prison, but God yet brought him up. And I'm telling you, if you go through something, God is guaranteed to bring you up out of it. And I need a few saints that understand suffering. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. Can you put your hand together and give God a praise? Amen. Reach over and tell somebody, you can't suffer and not get blessed for it. My God, you can't go through something and not get blessed for it. You can't be persecuted and not be blessed for it. Somebody say hallelujah. I need some folk that understand something. God is trying to teach you something about him. Amen. He taught, hallelujah, amen, Daniel, that he could shut the mouth of a lion. He taught the Hebrew boys that he could protect them even in fire. He taught the children of Israel that I can open red seas and bring you out. He taught Paul I could open prison if you're saying and praise me. He taught, amen, uh, Martha and Mary that I can raise the dead. He taught the woman with the issue of blood after 12 years. She passed the class of finding out if you touch him, he'll heal your body. What is God trying to teach you right now? What is God trying to show you right now? He's trying to show you I am a way maker. He's trying to show you they can cast you down but I'll pick you up. And I need somebody that will go through this thing. Go through this test. Go through this suffering. Go through this financial condition. Go through this blessed condition. Go through this battle in your mind because I declare if you go through it, you're going to come out thanking God because he's going to bless you. I know it's hard. I know it's tough, but stick through it. Somebody ought to say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Put your hand together and give God a praise. Hallelujah. Grab somebody by the hand and tell them God's going to bless you through this mess. God's going to bless you through your suffering. God's going to bless you through your persecution. God's going to bless you through this trial. I need somebody that's in a trial right now just to give God a praise and say hallelujah. Come on, give God a praise and say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at somebody in the eye and tell them, I don't know what your family's putting you through. I don't know what your job's putting you through. I don't know what your friends are putting you through. I don't know what this marriage is putting you through. But I tell you, hallelujah, if you suffer, God promised you he's going to bless you. Some of you all are about to give up. But if you give up, you're going to miss the class. If you give up, you're going to miss what God's got for you. I need a few saints that can praise God and give God a glory. Suffer through it. Go through it. Test through it. God's going to bless you. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. 
if you if you get out of this thing, if you run out of it, if you jump out of it, if you back out out of it, you're not gonna get what God's got for you. Somebody say hallelujah. If you jump out of the fire, there will be no testimony. We're reading in Daniel chapter three now. The only reason we're reading Daniel chapter three is because somebody decided to go in the fire. If these young men had ran from the fire and decided not to go in, if they would have been fighting and bickering and saying we can't take this amen we would not have had the testimony but you've got to know how to walk in fire somebody say hallelujah you've got to know how to go in it without a struggle amen can you give God a praise and say hallelujah come on somebody give God a praise and say hallelujah amen let me tell you something amen they went in the fiery furnace and when they came out of that furnace amen even the king himself said did not I put in three but I see four and the fourth one looked like the son of God I'm telling you children of God when you go through something people around you will learn that God is with you when you go through something and see you don't understand something Amen. You are a witness by what people put you through. Can I tell you something, saints of God? Sometimes God is trying to save people through what they're putting you through. You say you want to be a witness. You say that you want people to know God. You say that you want your family saved. But sometimes the only way to get your family saved, they got to do you wrong. The only way your family will know that God is with you, they got to mistreat you. Joseph's family didn't know that God was with Joseph until they went back to that same Joseph that they mistreated and saw him sitting on the throne. They said, boy, God was with you the whole time. We sorry we couldn't see your dream. We sorry we couldn't understand it. The only time some folk can see God is they got to put you through the fiery furnace and they look and see God standing with you. The only reason some people can see God they got to put you in the line did and see you stay there all night and come out with no harm. Somebody say hallelujah. Look at somebody and say neighbor. God is trying to save your family through what they're trying to put you through. He's trying to save people on the job. He's trying to save the one that's abusing you. In fact, can I tell you something? Amen. It was not Jesus' message. Amen. That got the, uh, the, the, the soldier on the cross to see who he was. It was not Jesus Jesus preaching uh, that got the man on the cross to say, Lord, remember me when you get in your kingdom. When they watched Jesus suffering, uh, they watched Jesus die. Uh, and when they pierced him in the side, uh, it's the way he died. Uh, it's the way he act. Uh, no fight back. Uh, no yelling. Uh, the man looked at him uh, and said, surely uh, this was uh, the son of God. Uh, listen, you mean to tell me uh, you saw him walk on water? Uh, and you didn't say he was the son of God. You seen him, amen, open blind eyes. And you didn't claim he was the son of God. You seen him raise Lazarus from the dead. And you didn't claim he was the son of God. No, it wasn't until he suffered. It wasn't until I saw him bleeding. It wasn't until he was just hanging there and doing 
nothing that I said surely this is the son of God it wasn't until he walked in Pilate's office and Pilate say do you see what they're saying about you and he said that's what they say and Pilate said I don't find no fault in this man somebody say hallelujah oh can you put your hand together and give God a praise it is not Jesus walking on water that saved you it is not Jesus bringing Lazarus out the tomb that saved you it's not y'all with me saints of God it's not Jesus hallelujah the woman touching his garment that saved you but what saves you is his suffering his beating his whipping his bleeding you see the message hallelujah the message of Christ is not that he got out of the ground the message of Christ is not that he rose again there's two parts of this story you can't get the message of Christ unless you get all of it Paul said I declare unto you the gospel that I preach that Christ died Christ died Christ died for our sins according to the scripture that he bled that he was beat that he was whipped Isaiah mentions nothing about rising but what Isaiah said he was wounded he was wounded nothing about coming out the grave but he was wounded for our transgression and bruise for our iniquity the only way people gonna really get saved if they see you're going through something but you're still saying thank you see you're going through something because this causes me glory to God there's something about a supernatural man that causes people to be drawn to him glory to God hallelujah if I can look and watch hallelujah elder Anderson pick up that organ and pick up that speaker and carry it it brings me to him it makes me ask him a question brother I'm a man like you but I can't carry that organ I can't carry that speaker what makes you carry that when I can go y'all ain't saying nothing when I can go hallelujah and I come to Alexis and I ask somebody to move the communion table follow me I ask somebody to move the communion table and Alexis comes and pick up the communion table with one arm I'm going to ask her where you get that strength for because you don't look like you can do that when somebody see you going through something that should have ran you crazy somebody see your family forsake you somebody see you lose your job lose your husband lose your children but you're still shouting it causes me to come and investigate what is it that's making you so strong what is it that's having you the power I would have went crazy if I dealt with what you did but when they come to you and you can tell them it's the Holy Ghost it's God and then they want some of that they say, I want some of that too that's why you're suffering that's why you're going through that's why
Your family don't want to be saved because you cussing them out like they cussing you out. People on the job don't want to be saved because you acting like they acting. You're doing everything they do. Because you don't understand suffering brings people to salvation. They won't be saved because you're all on Facebook acting like somebody ain't got no sense. You shooting birds. You tapping your butt. You telling people to kiss where the sun don't shine. You complaining about your financial condition. Every time they see you, it's a, it's a mope, it's a grope, it's a down, it's a complaint. God said, I don't want you to just suffer, but I want you to go through rejoicing. Suffering is a part of our life. When Peter preached, Peter, Peter said, that same Jesus, it, 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 got, it got Peter's mind. It got him. That's why they, they, they wasn't there. Peter wasn't there when, when Jesus got up because he said there's no way possible nobody can come through that. I know you were going to be crucified, but I didn't know it was going to happen like that. I didn't know that you were going to have holes in you big enough to put a, a fist in. And when they told him Jesus then got up, he said, no, ain't no way. And that's why the first one, the Lord said, y'all go tell Peter because he saw it. And then tell the rest. See, the rest could have been fooled. They said, nah, but, but Peter, you know, you saw me. God got some folk, they going to come back. He want them to investigate you. Thomas even had to stick his hand in there. Shalala basata. God want them to put you through so much. And, and you know what? Joseph's brother, they, 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 they should have known what their brother looked like. But they just couldn't imagine in their mind that this boy is still alive. Yes, sir. They couldn't imagine after all these years he's still alive. And more or less imagine that he's sitting on some throne. The last time they saw him, he had been sold as a slave. Some of y'all, God trying to make you God trying to make you God trying to make you hold your peace God trying to make you go through it God wants you to suffer in their face one of the scriptures say this thing wasn't done in no corner suffer in their face. Now they openly, they openly killed Jesus, openly crucified him and wanted to keep it on the corner when he got out. They tried to sweep it under the rug. Jesus started coming out healing people at the, at the, at the, at the temple. Blind eyes started being opened. That same power started moving. And working. Then they stand before the disciples with a wounded body. Holes in it. And all of them gathered around. He was on the cross. But when he left, he went higher than the cross. He ascended 
in heaven, but you got to see the steps. Up, down, up. Up on the cross for the whole world to laugh at. Up on the cross for the whole world to humiliate. You got to know when God's setting you up to get a comeback and embarrass your enemies. See, you can't take that little bit of laugh that they're going to have for a little, a little while. The crucifixion only lasted a few hours, but the glory is eternal. It's eternal. It's forever. He will forever be glorified. You mean I take this little old time of cross and I'm going to get eternal glory? And since for 2000. 23 years people been saying thank you Jesus hallelujah over just a few minutes on the cross give me my few minutes of suffering give me my few minutes of crying come on bring my trial bring my suffering bring it to me so I can go and get this glory Chantal Aniosa Oh, This small minute of suffering on the cross, this small minute on Calvary, this small minute on Calvary, now has an eternal God all glorified. Can everybody in this building just lift your hands up all over the building? Stand on your feet all over this building. And this is what I want you to do. I want you to think about what you're going through now. Whether it is in your house, whether it's with a loved one, whether it's with a family member, whatever it is, lift your hands up and I want you to start thanking God. Thank you, Jesus. Come on now. You ain't got it until you can really thank God for it. Get rid of that little ego of yours and thank God for you what you're going through. Get rid of that little lie that they told on you and thank God for what you're going through. Get rid of that little persecution and just thank God. So they didn't speak, just praise God. So they lied on you, just praise God. So they treat you bad on the job, just praise God. Family treating you bad, just praise God. Husband treating you bad, wife treating you bad, just praise him. Thank you for this test. Woo! Thank you for this test. Thank you for this test. God touching you, baby. Thank you for this test. Come on, saints. I need some folk to praise God for what you're going through. Praise God for your suffering. Praise God for your test. Praise God for your trial. Praise Him. Come on, somebody. I need a few saints that will praise Him.
Hug somebody and tell them you got to go through this. Hug somebody and tell them you've got to go through this. And tell them you got to go through with your mouth shut. You got to go through without an attitude. You got to go through with a smile. You got to go through with a praise. The Bible says for the joy that was set before him. The cross was joyous to him. Everything about suffering implied that we ought to rejoice. He said uh, rejoice when they say all man are evil against you. Everything is about rejoicing. Pray for them when they despitefully use you. Don't make up your own little answer. Don't make up your own little answer. I see, we're still trying to do it our way. If God say rejoice when they're doing you wrong, somebody ought to be rejoicing. Somebody ought to be rejoicing about the lie. Rejoicing about the false accusation. Rejoicing about what you're going through. I need some folk rejoicing. Come on, rejoice. Stop going back and forth. Stop fussing with them. Stop losing sleep at night. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Suffer. Suffer. Amen. Reach over and tell somebody, I ain't trying to get out of this till God done. Tell somebody, I ain't trying to get out till God is done. Hey Amen. You can, you can put a cake in the oven and if it ain't done, you take it out too early, you mess the whole thing up. If you come out of this trial too early, you got to stay in that thing. My God, stay in that thing. Some of y'all trying to get off the jobs that y'all to stay on. Get out of marriages that y'all to stay in. Hey Amen. Y'all ought to say something here. Move out of houses that you should stay in. Stay there. Stay there. Your victory is in your suffering. God didn't let Israel come out of Egypt prematurely. He said, I want y'all to stay there till they get rich. I want you to stay there until they get enough gold. Then y'all go borrow and leave out with the victory. My God, some of y'all going to leave some of these jobs with some money. Some of y'all going to leave some of these sufferings with a testimony. Somebody say, hey, shababaha. What shababaha? Yes, shababaha. Hug somebody say, wait on him. Wait on him. Don't leave yet. God, God may be finna release a pension. God may be finna work a deal. Just, just wait. Just, just think the devil trying to force you out. But just stay there. Glory to God. Hashalabasata. Woo! Shabahasaba. Glory to God. Reach over and tell somebody after all you've been through, you're gonna get something from this. My God, you're gonna get something out of it. Stay there and suffer. Stay there and suffer. Stay there and suffer. I listen at y'all. I see four. 
I listened at your CD the other day, and I thought about all the ups and downs you've been through and all the things. Aren't you glad you waited? This been this been 30 some years of fighting, 30 some years of choir singing, and now you got a product up. You ought to praise God. And God, God, God know how to bring all the pieces together. My God, he, he know what he was waiting. He got he should have connected with Eddie, and Eddie got connected, and Ivan got here, brought the Spence girls down, brought Zion in, got you here. Don't y'all see with all the ups and downs, God know how to bring a good product. Sometimes that thing go up, down, there, but God know how to bring a good product. Amen. God is fixing this thing for you. And all these little connections, they're going to connect you to your blessing. It took Joseph getting lied on to get to prison. It took Joseph getting in prison to get to the palace. It takes some of this bad stuff. It takes some of this bad stuff. Amen. Y'all tell somebody, say, neighbor, sometimes you got to ride on some bike road to get to the highway. Somebody say, hallelujah. My God, you got to go through Lake Apple. Got to go through that bad construction. My God, to get on our phone. Sometimes you got to go through hell to get through the victory. You got to go through some bumpy roads. But stay there. There's a blessing coming. Somebody say, yeah. Joseph finally got his PP straight. You know, when this government stuff came in, they came out with a PPP loan. Amen. Hallelujah. Joseph had to have a PPP miracle. He went to the pit, the first pit. Went to Potiphar's house, the next pit. Went to prison, the next pit. Went to the palace, though, the next pit. And my God, I believe he got one more pit. It was a praise. I need somebody to put your peas together. My God. Look at somebody. You got to get your peas together. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm getting ready to pee pee. I'm going to praise because I'm going in the palace. I'm going to praise because I'm going in the palace. I need somebody. Oh, I need somebody just to praise God for what you're going through. Praise God for the journey. Can I get some saints? can give God the glory, not for your good days, but praise him for your pits. Praise him for your potipers. Praise him for your prisons. Somebody say, glory, get out of your seat and hug somebody and say, neighbor, your problems will bring you to your promise. Your problems will bring you to your promise. Your problems will bring you to your promise. Praise God for every child, every trouble, every situation, all the suffering, every friend that backed up on you, every backbiter, every backstabber, every liar. Somebody say, yeah, praise him, praise him, praise him. Suffer. 
Hug somebody and say they might have meant it for bad, but this thing gonna turn for my good. Tell somebody it's gonna turn for my good. Suffering is a part of it. Suffering is a part of it. Suffering is a part of it. I thank God for things that I went through that I didn't want to go through, but it helped me. Now God has allowed me to help others. Suffering. Sometimes I look on channel 8, channel 10, newspaper, all these different things that's happened. I didn't ask for that, but suffering brought me there. It's a part. I'm Hold your peace. Shut up. Shut up. Stop going back and forth. Take the test. Walk through on the job in the house. Some of y'all sisters heard me saved by this. That godly conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hush. That's suffering. Suffering is bless you. Suffering is cooking when he ain't eating. Suffering is hugging him when he's mad. Suffering is going to the job and know they're setting you up and just saying, thank you, bless you. Look, you ain't make the test. He made the test. You just take it. I can't come down to Kyle's and tell them what I want to put on there. I can't go down there and put on them people test what I want. I got to study and I got to get in the answer they're looking for. And the answer God looking for you to give him, he already told you what he wants you to do. Count it all as joy. All you saints and godly people and deep people walking all every time you see you 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 letting what you get, get going through make you act all crazy and, 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 and looking down like you in the dump that ain't no answer to no test you failing every time somebody turn around you talking about what you going through and what's going on in your life man you supposed to be preachers and leaders and elders and members and saints and praying women and deacons man rejoice you ain't got no business with all that, that, that negative how you gonna pray somebody out of a hole and you can't get out of a hole yourself you got to suffer through something you got to go through something that's part of your test No complaints. Okay, this is what you choose for me to go through? This is what you want me to go through? You got me? You got it handled? I'll go in the line there. 
This year, you got to prepare for something. Y'all ready to go through? Everybody ain't going to get it? Just the ones that's going to go through something. Ones that's willing. Just tell him thank you. Just a few minutes, and I'm getting ready to open the altar call. I want you to think about the worst thing that you're going through right now. I don't know if it's your flesh. I don't know if it's your money, if it's your children, whatever it is. Lift your hands and say, Lord, thank you for this test. Shanta. Lift them up. Lift them up. Now, I don't want you just saying it. Habakanda Shanda. That's right, Tanya. I don't want you just saying it. I want you to open your mouth. Lord, thank you for this test. Keep your hands up. Keep talking. Now, God, when we leave out of here, give me the attitude to pass it. Give me the attitude to go through it. God doing something for you, Ryan. God doing something, honey. God doing something. Tonight's your night. God moving on you, honey. Hallelujah. Everything you're going through is God just bringing you to him. It's just him. It's just him. Oh, you, you had to be here tonight. He's speaking to you, honey. You're broken. Saints, God doing something. Oh, Oh, come on, pray with me. Come here, Alicia. I need you. Shandala, my son.